You're about to listen to Office Hours with me, Georgia Howe. This is a weekly companion series to PragerU's popular five-minute videos, where I explore various political and cultural topics with PragerU experts, asking questions and digging deeper to bring you perspectives that you may not hear in a traditional college classroom. To watch the video version of this series, click on the link in the description or go to dailywire.com. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm Georgia Howe with The Daily Wire. Today, we sit down with comedian, New York Times bestselling author, and host of The Adam Carolla Show, Adam Carolla. His new PragerU video is titled, Who Has Privilege? Where he explores what white privilege actually is in America. Let's jump right in. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I really loved your PragerU topic because you kind of approached it in a very nuanced way. You, you talk about, a lot, so there's a lot of right-wing videos that say there's no such thing as white privilege, but that's not exactly your view. So what is white privilege, in your opinion, in 2021? My opinion is the real privilege to being white is not having to join a group, not to say... Um, you know, a female of color or, um, you know, lesbian or I'm gay or I mean, they're obviously white gay men who have joined that group. But the real privilege is not being sort of herded into a group and then sort of labeled. And then it's explained to the group why they can't get along, why they can't get ahead, why they're being suppressed. It's just as and it's also knowing that every time you have a bad encounter with a neighbor or a cop, it's not because you are black or Hispanic or Asian. It's simply because the cop's an ass or the neighbor's an ass and you have a context for it. So you don't have to see life through this lens of oppression. Do you feel like there's, and I actually agree with you in terms of, um, that there's almost like a burden lifted when you're not constantly worrying about it being your identity that's causing any sort of petty grievance in your life. Do you feel like there's a substantial advantage there to having that, you know, privilege of not thinking about your race? Well, in this country, I think the people who do the best are the people who just sort of move forward. You know, this country is uniquely laid out to just work hard, you know, take care of family, you know, obey the laws, pay your taxes and move forward, build your life, build your business, build your community. So um, not having to sort of get mired or bogged down in anything that's ancillary from that is a is a good thing and usually be a positive in your life. When I think back on that original article by Peggy McIntosh called White Privilege, I actually do think she had a fair amount of good points, especially for the time period she wrote it. I think it was like 1989. Um, but most of the points that she talked about had to do with being in the majority group as opposed to the minority group. And now when we have people constantly talking about white privilege, my worry is that how is that message affecting people who aren't white? when they're being told that this other group, the white group, has all these privileges to succeed in the society, you know, is that going to impede people who aren't receiving that message? Do you share that concern? Yeah, I, I think any time you try to break a society down, break them off into groups, explain which groups get what, 
and which group society tolerates and ones that society won't tolerate. And you do it with uh, certainly law enforcement um, and the government. Well, then you're going to hurt certain groups. Um, I mean, the best privilege in this country is really having two parents that raise you. That's statistically, it's pretty overwhelming. And so tell me, in your video, you talked a little bit about your background and how you felt like you didn't have a lot of privilege growing up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I just grew up sort of lower, middle lower, I guess pretty lower. <laughs> I mean, food stamps and welfare. And uh, it was always understood from my point of view that nobody was going to take care of me and my family wasn't going to take care of me and the government was going to take care of me. And so I got the message pretty early in life that if I wanted something out of life, I was going to have to go earn it. And it wasn't anyone is holding you back and it wasn't anyone is helping you. It's just uh, it'll be up to you individually. I mean, do you feel, though, that you would have been that your outcome would have been the same if you had had that message constantly in your ear that someone else has privilege and that it's holding you back? Or do you think it wouldn't have affected you? Well, it's hard to quantify it. I don't think it would have helped. I mean, I don't see how it could have been helpful for me to think that the reason my family was poor and the reason I was poor and the reason I didn't do well in school and the reason I didn't have opportunities when I got out of school, out of high school, that is, if I thought that was because of uh, something that I couldn't control, being a male, being white, or being over six foot, or whatever my whatever I had, if I thought that I was, you know, someone had their thumb on the scale, then I, I can't imagine it would have helped me. It probably would have been demoralizing. Yeah, I would say that's actually my biggest concern about, you know, all these people who are peddling this idea of white privilege is that it's actually almost having like a counterproductive effect on the people they're trying to, assuming they're trying to help, but the people that they claim to be trying to help. Another thing I want to ask you about, because you know a lot of people in Hollywood, and you've kind of talked about this in some past interviews that I've seen, um, people seem to be pretty woke lately. Do you, is it your sense that there are basically like a lot of true converts in Hollywood, or do you sense that there's a lot of kind of phonies that have some hidden doubts about some of this stuff? You know, it's really hard to parse it out, you know, because when people get sort of hit over the head with a message for a long enough period of time, it's kind of interesting to figure out whether they believe the message or it just sort of seeped into them. You know, I think a lot of people just had it kind of permeate their skin. You know, if you live in that environment and you're being constantly bombarded with this message, at a certain point, you just think this is what is. Um, so I don't know that they were strong believers, but I, I will say, like living in a house with radon gas, it just gets into you. And before you know it, uh, you don't have much energy. In comedy, there's a lot of people who are not willing to make the jokes that they would have made maybe 10 years ago. And I feel like I've seen a little bit of pushback uh, lately. I mean, we had um, the Chappelle comedy special that came out that kind of pushed back on some of these themes. Do you sense that there's going to be a pushback coming in comedy or, or how hopeful are you of that, about that? Um, I, I wouldn't call myself hopeful, but I, I would say that comedy has a way of sort of pushing back against whatever is. And, you know, traditionally 
the power was sort of the man and you would push back against the president, you would push back against the government, you would push back against the society that we had crafted. And so comedy's a little confused right now because the man used to be pretty clear cut. And, you know, it was like Richard Nixon would be standing there in a three-piece suit, and that was a pretty easy target, you know, push back against the man. Well, now, and Trump was a pretty easy target, push back against the man. Now, I live in California. The man is Gavin Newsom. And so comedians are kind of confused, like, I want to push back against the man. But wait a minute, he's a progressive left-wing guy who looks like he's my friend. Why am I pushing back against him? I voted for him. And so that's where the confusion has come in. And it's it, it's caused a, a hiccup. You know, it's it's caused a, 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 a sort of rearranging of the, the pieces on the chessboard. It's like Trump was the president, SNL dug into him every single week. Now Joe Biden's the president, and SNL has to step back and because they're confused. They're like, but we voted for this guy. We like this guy. And then someone taps him on the shoulder and says, yeah, but it's your job to go against the man. And they're like, yeah, when Trump was the man. No, no, it's just your job to go against the man. And right now Biden's the man, and Kamala Harris is the man, and you got to go against them. And so there's this stop and kind of a reorganization that's going on. But I think I think comedians will eventually get back to it. The man is sort of the like hegemony of the culture, which is very solidly left right now. And I think a lot of the comedians, especially in, you know, places like SNL, if they have a leftward orientation, it's really difficult for them to kind of go against that and sort of fight against the man if the man is like left-wing culture too. They're now being asked to essentially go against their own. And a lot of them are having difficulty with that. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can go to adamcarolla.com, listen to my podcast and see where uh, my live shows are all around the country. Thanks. Folks, make sure to check out Adam's podcast, The Adam Carolla Show, wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the end of today's Office Hours. Make sure to tune in next week for our conversation with a new PragerU presenter. I'm Georgia Howe. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, if you'd like to see the video version of this show, or if you haven't seen this week's PragerU 5-minute video, make sure to click on the link in the description below, or head over to dailywire.com. We'll see you next Monday for a new interview with another PragerU presenter. (music) 